Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to chase your joy, find alignment, and create a life and a business that you love using actionable methods, interviews, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host, your always hype woman and sometimes ass kicker, Amanda Chills, and I am so proud of you for choosing to step into your power. Come along, we've got dreams to build. Okay, my love, I have put everything that I offer for free on one page so that we are not doing more work than we have to because why would we do that? Hashtag work smarter, not harder. So livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. You are going to find everything I've created for not only leveling up in your personal life and building a life that you love, but leveling up in your business life and building a business that you love. Okay livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. Love you. Hi. I hope that you're well. Thank you for listening. Um, Thank you for hanging out with me. I know you have a choice and it's beautiful that you choose choose this podcast. Um, Hi, how are you? I hope you are well. I hope you are thriving. If you're not, I hope this podcast gets you closer. Um, Super close right now. (laughs) Via video. Uh, So I'm trying today for the first time. I record podcast episodes in a batch. So this is the third one of the the morning and then we'll be done. And hopefully they record because if they don't, I may cry. Um, (laughs) So I've got Rue here with me. I call him Rudy Rue or Funny Watt. That's a good boy. Um, But it's definitely a new format. So... Oh, hopefully everything works. Y'all wish me luck. And if you see it, well, then it works. <laughs> so we love that for me. So Rue is probably at his tail end of being patient with me, but he's such a sweet boy. He's like, mother, put me back out in the field. What are you doing? I want to go back with my friends. Um, he has that accent for some reason. But anyway, today, this morning, whatever time you're listening to this, we are talking about the thought, but I'm terrified to fail as a preventer of you doing the things that you want. This is something I hear so often. It's so common and it makes me so sad. And people are like, but I don't want to fail. And then they don't do the thing that's on their heart to do. And it's like, what a waste of time and energy and life. And I don't say that is a judgment, just an observation. Like it's literally such a waste because then you, you know, how long do you avoid it? thinking that you'll get the courage as time goes by, but not understanding that the more you intentionally avoid something, the more your subconscious gets evidence that, oh, that thing is actually dangerous. That thing is actually scary. It's actually life-threatening. I'm going to continue to avoid it. So what happens when you intentionally avoid something is you convince your subconscious that it actually is life-threatening. And when you intentionally run towards something, you convince your subconscious that it is not scary and in fact is safe. And that's the problem with saying, well, I'm so afraid to fail that I'm not even going to try is that by not being willing to disprove that theory that you're not going to die if you fail, you prove the theory that you might die if you fail. And that is completely unhelpful. 
because it prevents you from doing what you want to do and what's on your heart to do, which, I mean, you know, the happiest people I know are doing the things that are on their hearts, living a life of purpose, because that's part of what makes life great. And if you're letting your fear stop you simply because you don't know, and most people do this, right? Most people let their fear stop them from living a life that they really love because they're afraid. Because you don't know that when you do that, you become more afraid. You feed the fear. And what happens when you feed something? It becomes stronger. It becomes bigger. What happens when you starve something? Eventually it dies. Fear is the same way. And a lot of people will be like, become fearless. I'm like, that's stupid and not even possible. You can't become fearless. What you can do is decide that the fear is not useful, nor is the thing that you're afraid of real. Failure will not fail you. But living a life where you don't do any of the things that are on your heart, where you don't live a life of purpose, where you don't do things that make you happy or that you want to do because you've decided that failure is the worst thing that can happen to you, will make you want to die. That's a guarantee. <laughs> the goat from the back end. So if this is you, and I assume it is since you're listening to this podcast episode, I'm afraid I'll fail. What do I do with that? Well, you decide that failure is okay. Failing doesn't make you a failure. It's not an identity. Failing just means you tried something and it didn't work or you kind of suck, which is to be expected, especially if you're doing something new, right? Like, if you're doing anything new, yeah, you're going to suck out of it first. Mozart wasn't Mozart the first time that he played. It was Mozart the thousand Babe Ruth wasn't Babe but he decided that first was worth it to be great. And if you want to be great, first you have to stop. And you have to be willing to fail over and over and over again in order to be great. So the more that you do that, the better you get. And then you're not failing because you're good, right? Or you're failing in a different way. So there's like failing totally sucking and there's failing tweaking, right? There's like, oh, I'm failing at the big things versus like now I'm just being picky and refining and refining, which is such a vibe. Hi, <laughs> Pony. So letting the fear of failure keep you from doing what you want is a thing that most humans do. And I would argue that it actually makes you miserable because how many people do you know who are doing that that are happy? If you're doing that, I guarantee that you're not as happy as you could be because you could be doing many more things that light you up, that make you feel happy, that make you feel alive or energized or whatever as it is from joy. But your mind thinks that failing is death. And let me tell you, one of the things that I tell my clients most often is that you're not going to die. It's not going to kill you. And we know that when you run towards something, your subconscious believes it to be safe. Why would you run towards a dog if the dog is unsafe? But if you run away from a dog, you confirm that it is dangerous by not disproving it. So your mind goes, oh, that dog is dangerous. Because you never attempted to disprove that theory. And that is just a theory that you will fail, that you are a failure, that that means death, that that means people will hate you, that they'll laugh at you, that they'll think you're stupid. Those are just failures. And if people think that, they're assholes. So 
probably not beneficial to stage our whole life on people being assholes. Like, I definitely wouldn't recommend it, but, you know, do you. But I would not recommend that. That certainly will not make you happy. And your brain is doing its best to keep you safe because up until perhaps this podcast episode, you have equated failure with death, with being ostracized, with being alone or made fun of or anything that, you know, doesn't feel fun for you. And so your brain is like, okay, well, I better... I'm definitely going to protect from those things because those things feel like garbage. And I don't want to feel like garbage. But the problem with that is when you let your fears keep you from doing things that you would enjoy or that fill you up, is you actually put yourself in a prison. And I don't really know anyone who's happy in prison except sociopaths. And I don't even know that they're very happy. They would probably like to be out of prison and wreaking havoc on the world. So being in a prison doesn't make you happy. You can be safe or you can be happy. Safe as in never doing anything new, never being challenged, never growing. That's what your body, that's what your subconscious thinks is safe is never experiencing anything bad or experiencing anything that feels like a threat. And too often in our culture, we have equated failing with being in danger. And so your brain protects you by building you a prison. And you may be safe in a prison, but you are not happy there. And that is not my wish for you. I want you to be so happy that people just flock to you and they're like, damn, how do you do it? And then you can tell them like exactly what I'm telling you now. The fear is useless. It's not valuable, especially if it's not actually dangerous, right? Like feeling there's no actual danger there. There's just, you may not feel super good about it, but you're not going to die. That's different than like going up to a bear, which, you know, actually is some danger, but your bear, your, your bear, (laughs) your brain has been thinking that they're the same thing because you have been reacting in fear. So your brain goes, oh God, that's a bear, better avoid it for the rest of my life. But that also means that you avoid growth. You avoid being a beginner at anything, which means if you're never a beginner, you can never be a master. And if your goal is to be good at something, you actually have to suck first. So it kind of sucks you on both ends. Because you also never get good at the thing that you want to get good at, which it's just stupid, right? Like, I'm not saying that you're stupid. I'm saying that is stupid. That particular mechanism of our brain is completely unhelpful, even though it's doing its best to try and keep you safe. But putting you in a prison is not the vibe. So I tell clients all the time, why you're not going to die? You... If someone laughs at you, if someone judges you, if someone thinks you're stupid, first of all, they're okay, like that. Why are you giving someone that much power to say, oh God, they must be right when that person clearly a judgmental asshole? And three, who cares if you look dumb, if you suck at first, if you don't get it right on the first try, like there's no way that you're going to get it right on the first try. That's just not even feasible. Well, you may get it right, but you may not get it perfect. And if you do, congrats, that's really awesome. But you have to suck it first. Unless you let your fear put you in a prison. But the thing about that that's really unhelpful is no matter what you're afraid of, because now you're feeding the fear, your brain keeps handing you fears and the fears get bigger and bigger and bigger because you're feeding them. And the things you feel confident in doing, the things you feel brave enough to do, get so small until eventually they disappear. And this is how you see people who 
first they're kind of nervous in crowds and then they're afraid of crowds and then they're afraid to leave their house because the fears only get bigger. Your mind sees a threat somewhere. And when you agree by not challenging it, that it is a threat, it goes, okay, well, if that's a threat, this is a threat and this is a threat and this is a threat because the brain generalizes. It's what the brain does. And so it makes everything a threat until you're so fucked that you can't leave your house because everything is scary. Everything is terrifying versus, we know the brain generalizes versus going towards it. Oh, if I'm nervous in crowds, I'm going to go intentionally find crowds, learn about crowds, put myself in crowds, not die, get evidence that I didn't die and then repeat the process until I'm comfortable. That's the root of exposure therapy, right? I'm going to work on my mindset while I'm in crowds to remind myself this is safe. There is no threat. I'm okay. I'm in control. I have control. All of those things. And then the brain generalizes, oh, if crowds are safe, anywhere there is a crowd is safe. That means concerts are safe. The grocery store is safe. Um, blah, blah, blah. That has baseball games are safe. Football games are safe because the brain generalizes. So it works both ways, which is beautiful because once you understand how the brain works, you can feel what it is that you're experiencing and you can fix it. So when people say, well, I'm worried I'll fail. Again, your brain is equating failure to death. Or they say, I'm terrified I'll fail, which is even worse. Because if I say something, it has power. But if you say something, it has even more power. So if you say you're terrified, what is your brain and your body going to do? They're going to go, well, that's true. So I'm going to make it come true. If you say they make me a little uncomfortable, then your brain and your body are going to make that true. So being very intentional about our language. I have a podcast episode about that. Um, I think it came out in May of 2023 or June. I don't remember, but it's called like powerful language shift. So I would absolutely encourage you to go back and listen to that episode. Um, when you say, I'm terrified, if I fail, I'll die. People will judge me. Like your brain thinks that those are facts and it's going to react as if those are facts. And if you say, I'm terrified of people judging me, well, your brain is going to make that a fact and it's going to react as if that's a fact and that's completely unhelpful for you because you're not going to literally die. But the more you say it, the more evidence your brain has that it must be true. Otherwise, why would you say it? And then the more and more and more stuck you are until you're so stuck, you live in a prison and you can't do it. And that is not the vibe. What actually will happen once you start running towards your fears is that the fears go away. Because why would you run towards something that's scary? That's what your subconscious says. So your subconscious goes, oh, well, this isn't scary at all. There's no danger here. And then you don't die and you prove that there's no danger. And it's all of those things. So a lot of people, when they're kind of going through this process, will imagine failing. They'll like picture themselves failing and then conjure up the emotions that they're afraid of. And the problem with that is your subconscious doesn't exist in time. It's not logical. So it thinks those things are happening now. So when you imagine failing and then have the emotions that go with it and you you feel bad, your subconscious is like, oh, God, we fail all the time and it feels bad. Well, I'm going to double avoid it now because your subconscious doesn't exist in time and it's not logical. It doesn't understand that those things are not actually happening. They're just happening in your head. Your subconscious thinks they're happening in reality, which is obviously the problem. You can hack this by imagining that you succeed. This is where visualization 
is such a transformational tool. Like there's a reason that athletes do it. There's a reason that speakers and people who are growth minded do it. There's a reason that very successful people, successful quoting however you want, quoting however you want, preach visualization because your subconscious doesn't exist in time. And what you imagine to be real is real to your subconscious. So let's imagine things that are actually helpful. I'll also tell you fear is when there's no actual threat. I mean, it does have a biological advantage, right? Like we do want to be wary of things that are actually dangerous, but learning to discern what's actually dangerous and what's not. Failing is not like threatening. Unless I guess you're um, skydiving, in which case it's no longer your problem when you hit the ground. Um, so outside of like extreme sports where um, a failure is literally death, then that is actually life-threatening. But if it's giving a presentation or playing an instrument or making a friend, like that's not literally life-threatening. So learning to discern what's life-threatening versus what's not life-threatening is very important. Um, that's my mom in the background if you're on my YouTubes. The other thing, the other thing is that it's just useless, right? So why would you listen to a city backseat driver when the backseat driver is telling you to run into a telephone pole? Like that makes no sense. It's like if I were building a house and someone told me to attach anti-plane missiles on top of my roof because, oh God, there's a plane falls out of the sky. I'm going to be like, that makes no sense. I'm not going to do that. Even though like, yeah, maybe there's a chance a plane falls out of the sky, but that's crazy. I'm not going to do it. Or it's just bad advice, right? The fear gives you bad advice, but people don't know that they can challenge their thoughts and question their thoughts. And not all of your thoughts are valid. And also you are not your thoughts, by the way, you're the things are behind them. So then they just believe everything their gremlin brain says, which is fucking bananas because sometimes your gremlin brain be stupid. <laughs> like it just makes no sense at all. It's completely unhelpful. No, thank you, buddy. Stay with me. So not all of your fears are real. Like there's no literal threat. And not all of them are valid, as in there's no literal threat. So there's no need to respond as if. So we can acknowledge like the thought that your brain is giving you, but like if someone hands me a dirty diaper, I'm not gonna eat it because that's disgusting and it's trash. So when your brain hands you a trash thought, I encourage you not to eat it. When your brain hands you a dirty diaper, certainly don't eat it. Just throw it away. So if your brain goes, oh, well, you're going to fuck up that presentation. They're going to laugh at you and they're going to think you're stupid and kick you out. Like, thank you very much, dirty diaper thought. But that is useless and that doesn't help me at all. So using the filter like, is this thought helpful is going to change so much and Am I going to die? Are you going to die if you fuck up a presentation? No. Am I going to die if the podcast messes up? No. Like, none of this is life-threatening. None of this is so important that it is life-altering. So let's not give it a life-or-death meaning, which is going to help you and get you out of that prison that your brain has built, trying to keep you safe, but definitely being extra as fuck about it. So completely unhelpful. Let's get you out of that prison, friend. And this is how we break out. And the other thing is to tell your brain, so what? So what? You screw up. So what? Somebody thinks you're stupid. So what? Somebody thinks you're too old or too young or too ugly or too pretty or too masculine or too feminine or you don't have enough experience or you have too much experience. Like, so what? So what? Other people's judgments, one, are not your problem and two, are not life-threatening unless... um 
they're holding a gun to your head, in which case I would question that relationship a lot. We definitely not encourage that. But other people's judgments are not life threatening. They maybe were at a time, like if your parents didn't like you and they're the food bringer, yeah, then that makes sense. And for most people, that's where it starts, right? It's like mind, again, is survival now, so that potentially thrive later. So it it is wired to want people to like us, but as an adult, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what people think of you. So let's not give that a life or death scenario, and let's just remind ourselves, so what? So what? Here, so you fail. So what? So what? So you mess up that cord. Okay. Not a big deal. So you screw up that presentation. Okay. So you try an instrument, you suck at it at first. That's literally the point. Um, so what? Who, who cares? Like, when you do that, so fear and anxiety can't exist in the face of apathy. And when you intentionally avoid something, when you put energy into avoiding something, your brain gets confirmation that it's scary. But when you intentionally walk towards something, your brain gets confirmation that it is not which is actually what we want. So if you're afraid of something, run towards it as fast as you can, faster than your brain can process it so that the fear goes away. And fear also goes away with more failure. The more you fail, the better you get. The more you fail, the more evidence you have that you didn't die. And the better you feel, which means the less fear you experience because there's no actual threat, right? So there's no threat. Run towards it. You'll be fine. You're not going to die. That's really it. So if you are someone who says, well, I'm a guy that I'll fail. Well, okay, cool. Never try anything new again, but good luck living your life that way. It can't happen. What's much more useful is to run towards the thing that you say you're afraid of and watch the fear dissipate because fear does not exist when you intentionally walk towards something or run towards something. So essentially stop avoiding you sweet little cinnamon roll and go do the thing. Go do the thing. Even if you suck, remember that you won't die. If you suck, if people judge you, if you screw up the thing, who cares? It doesn't matter. Okay. Have a beautiful day. Bye.